This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. When it comes to water issues, usually this is something that we can get uh, Congress behind, that it is usually a bipartisan issue. And so I do, I am optimistic that we will see additional fundings come through uh, for both water infrastructure and for dealing with the PFAS situation and other other type situations like that. That's Margaret Martens, Executive Director of the Water Systems Council, talking about how water issues are often viewed in Washington. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio. News and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Find us at wqa.org and on social media. This is podcast number 133. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We're glad you're here. And just so you know, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or most popular podcast apps. In this episode, we talk with Margaret Martens about her organization, the Water Systems Council, which is focused on household wells and small water well systems, and how our two organizations are aligned. Plus, we'll get a regulatory update, and I'll have our WQA tip, why you need to register now for the Mid-Year Leadership Conference. It's coming up September 9th through the 11th in San Antonio. Now, on to my conversation with Water Systems Council's Executive Director, Margaret Martens, on WQA Radio. Well, Margaret, thank you very much for joining us on WQA Radio. Nice to be able to have you on the program. Well, thank you, Wes. I'm happy to be speaking with you. Water Systems Council. Let's talk about that uh, at the beginning here. It's the only national nonprofit organization which is focused solely on household wells and small water well systems, according to your website. So I'd like to have you dig into that and tell us more about that. Well, Wes, um, our mission is to protect and promote well water systems. And so we uh, do everything that we can to make sure that wells and well systems are seen as a viable and cost-effective solution to providing safe drinking water to Americans. Um, We do that in a variety of ways, uh, both through legislative and legal uh, advocacy, as well as education to the general public on uh, how to take care of their wells and well systems. All right. And and who are your members? Our members uh, are the major manufacturers of the products that go into wells and well systems. They are also the distributors of that said product. Uh, also, we have many state uh, groundwater associations as members and well contractors, and also other associations such as WQA and NGWA. Yeah, I was going to ask about NGWA, the National Groundwater Association. How do you interact with them? Uh, NGWA and Water Systems Council have a lot of the same interests. And uh, we recently, uh, in December of 2018, entered into a memorandum of understanding with NGWA where we are going to pool our resources and work together on like-minded projects. Our first project uh, was filing an amicus brief in the United States Supreme Court 
on a case that's going to be heard in November looking at groundwater and uh, how it is going to be regulated. Okay. What, what can you tell us about that particular case that might be interesting to, uh, to our listeners? This is a case where uh, it's uh, Maui County. Uh, has a the court the original court case came out of Maui County. There was a wastewater treatment plant that has injection wells. They were using those for disposal. Uh, the water was mixing the injections were mixing with the groundwater and making their way out to the Pacific Ocean. Um, so there uh, were people, some environmental groups that sued, saying that they were not properly um, permitted for doing this kind of uh, discharge. And so our stance, uh, Water Systems Council and NGWA's stance is that um, it's important to protect our groundwater resources, obviously, Uh, but we feel it is best protected at the state level and not the federal level. Um, uh, As you know, groundwater characteristics can vary greatly from state to state. Okay, just just to clarify, we're talking about the state of Hawaii. Yes, the state okay. of Hawaii. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. And so um, we just uh, certainly groundwater needs to be uh, taken care of and made sure that it is not polluted, but we feel, again, that that is best done at the state level. And speaking of uh, things like pollution and the challenges you face, what are the top challenges right now? What, what's kind of on the minds of your members? Well, the first thing that's always on our minds, of course, is making sure that um, we uh, promote wells and well systems and that they are seen as a viable solution for drinking water. And, and we begin at the federal level. Um, for many, many years, our federal government didn't really recognize wells and well systems as that good alternative source of drinking water. Um, we, uh, in 2016, got the first bill passed on behalf of the industry, um, the Water Supply Cost Savings Act, that we now have the federal government recognizing that wells and well systems are a good solution for drinking water. So we um, are in the implementation stage of that bill. We are building an, a learning module on wells and well systems for both individuals and small communities that will be on the EPA Water Finance Clearinghouse. It will also be on the USDA website. Um, So we also recently launched a new website, waterprojectfunds.com, where these small communities and even individuals can go to find funding resources for wells and well systems. Um, So we always want to make sure that uh, uh, the industry is supported um, at the federal level. And with this passage of this bill, it's really the first time that we've really gotten that kind of support. Now, of course, the other thing that I'm sure both WQA uh, listeners and Water Systems Council members are keeping a big eye on is the PFAS contamination that seems to be uh, popping up all over the country. Definitely. Again, if you don't have safe groundwater, then that's a problem. So we are very concerned about that, and um, we did recently attend uh, an NGWA workshop on the PFAS situation and are going to uh, be, of course, that's something that we can work with WQA as far as ways to mitigate uh, PFAS contaminants um, should they appear in your drinking water. Well, definitely, and, you know, and, and our take is that we do have the solutions to, uh, to work with the problem. So Absolutely. It's, it's great. Absolutely. Great there are see. solutions out there, and we are also looking at the federal level uh, getting funding 
behind those solutions that can get out to the communities and individuals. Well, you're there in Washington, and you are, you know, right in the thick of it, if you will. Um, uh, some call it the swamp, of course. <laughs> uh, what is your take on how much Congress can actually accomplish for, for both of our associations? Well, I think what's important is that we, like I say, that we get funding behind these programs, both, both for water infrastructure and for uh, dealing with issues such as PFOS. Now, I will say that when it comes to water issues, usually this is something that we can get uh, Congress behind, that it is usually a bipartisan issue. And so I do, I am optimistic that we will see additional funding come through uh, for both water infrastructure and for dealing with the PFAS situation and other, other type of situations like that. So, I, I, you know, there's not a lot that I think is going to get done at the federal level at Congress, but I do think that we'll see some funding for uh, both water infrastructure and PFAS work. Yeah, I think you put that very well. I think when you are talking about uh, drinking water, that tends to be bipartisan for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of Washington again, and I see on your calendar of events on your website that you have a spring meeting and congressional fly-in in March. And yeah. it looks like the, that very well may overlap with our D.C. fly-in next year. The dates for ours have not been set yet, but it's often very close to that. So talk about the value of members, uh, uh, such as WQA members and then your own members, heading to Washington in this way and speaking with members of Congress, members of the Senate, and their staffs. Well, I, I think it's extremely important, and I think people kind of maybe are a little intimidated when they think about going up on the Hill, but really it's a, it's a very exciting experience. And you will find that the congressional offices are very welcoming and want to hear what their constituents have to say. It's very important that your voice be heard. And, and I can't stress enough, really, how, uh, how much weight your voice has when you go up on the Hill. Um, we do a lot of advocating, and we bring them information that they don't normally have, um, such as, for instance, when we are advocating for wells and well systems, uh, we have a nonprofit called the Water Well Trust that helps Americans who don't have access to safe water by giving them funding for wells. And those projects have proven the cost effectiveness of wells. Um, we did one in North Carolina recently where we had 24 homes on uh, three failing wells. We went in and repaired the wells along with the Watermark uh, Foundation, which is uh, Xylem's nonprofit. Uh, we spent, uh, I think, $47,000 to fix those wells for the folks. And if we had to uh, run public water supply lines to them, it would have cost over $3 million. So we take those numbers to the Hill to show and educate the congressional offices about wells and well systems. And it can be very much the same thing when we were up on the Hill uh, this spring. There was a lot of questions from the congressional offices about PFOS. And so certainly um, WQA members are vital in, in educating uh, Congress about these kind of issues. So there really is a lot that you can bring to the congressional offices as an individual. Well, I appreciate your saying that, and that certainly is encouraging and uh, hoping to uh, certainly uh, encourage more turnout uh, for our D.C. fly-in. I appreciate you doing right. that. Right. Uh, Margaret Martens, Executive Director of the Water Systems Council, has been our guest. Margaret, again, appreciate it. How can folks get a hold of you and your team? 
Well, uh, Wes, our, uh, you can go to our website, watersystemscouncil.org, um, or you can reach us on our phone, 202-625-4387. Um, there are contact emails on our website for our full staff under uh, the tab about WSC. So my email is there as well as our other staff members. All right. We look forward to chatting down the road. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. This is Kathleen Fultz, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. California Assembly Bill 756 has made its way to the governor's desk. This bill will require public water systems to monitor for PFOA and PFOS, though it does not set an action level. If you are looking for additional resources on PFOS, check wqa.org for fact sheets and press releases. You will also find all the bills we are tracking on the Government Affairs webpage. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. And this week's WQA tip. It is time to register for the 2019 WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference, if you've not yet done so. The conference is September 9th through the 11th in San Antonio. We have a brand new format this year, some new education sessions on the opening day. There's an opening breakfast keynote, some opportunities to benefit industry research, WQRF, and to network with friends and colleagues, as you know how important that is. It's one of the major highlights of the year in the water treatment industry, and you need to join us. You really do. So go to wqa.org mylc right now and get signed up. That's wqa.org mylc. And we'll see you in San Antonio. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.